now, from beyond our dimension, this is the Jeff Mara Podcast. Here's Jeff. My guest is Truth Sika. He is a Christian mystic, best-selling author, songwriter, visionary, art, visionary artist, and seer. Truth Sika, welcome to the podcast today. Hey, Jeff. Thanks for having me, man. It's an honor to be here. Well, thanks for being here. All right, so let's just kind of start from the beginning. How did you get into this field in the first place? I trace everything back to uh, an experience that I had when I was four years old. Woke up in the middle of the night and uh, had two shadow beings in my room, sleep paralysis, and uh, they were holding me down, one on each side of my chest. And I woke up and it was just two figures in my room pinning me down to the bed. And I was, uh, I don't know if I was, I couldn't speak. I know that I was too scared to speak. So I think that that experience at four, it just stuck with me. And it dictated the type of movies that I rented as a teenager, uh, being into the, the paranormal and supernatural and stuff like that. And even at sleepovers and telling ghost stories with cousins and friends, I would always try to work that story in as we got older and I'd ask them, Hey, have you guys ever had this happen? Have you ever heard of this? Most people would say no, but then eventually people would say, yeah, my dad had it happen to him. And uh, he said it was a witch, the African witches. And you'd hear these different stories about what it was. And some people would say they were good and bad. Then it would, the stories would evolve about the men with the top hat. My cousin talk about a little man coming in the room. That's a shadow wearing a top hat and stuff. And, um, that's what got me into it. I can trace it all back. Or like I said, the movies and the books I wanted to read and all of that from this, um, experience that kind of piqued my interest into the spirit world or the paranormal to be an, an investigator. And so that's just one. And then throughout my life, I can always tell these little monumental experiences that I had that, that changed me and, and lit a fire or a deep hunger within me to really, uh, get me started into what I was you know, going to be doing for a living. And, and essentially what I'm doing today, I can trace it back to that four-year-old experience. Do you think that you were paralyzed by the shadow beings or the sleep paralysis put your consciousness into a realm where you could see them? Strange. Um, Cause I, I did feel like they were on top of me, you know? So um, I, you know, it's hard to say things are, are uh, a little fuzzy you know, and a little slippery, four years old, you know, it was a long time ago. Um, but I, I think that, I think that, I don't know. <laughs> like I said, I don't know if they, if they had me paralyzed, I know that I was too scared to speak. So I guess the notion of waking up and pretend like you're still asleep, don't let them know you're awake kind of thing. So um, I do know that part that I was too scared. It wasn't that I tried to speak. It was just like, okay, do not move. Don't let them know that you're up, you know, kind of thing. So you state that you're a Christian mystic. Can you define what a Christian mystic is? Yeah. Um, I tell people I'm fully Christian and fully mystic. So um, Christian mystic, I, I really believe that the um, relationship with with the creator, relationship with God uh, through through Christ, through through Jesus, uh, is a very mystical experience. Um, you you know we read about the the feats and things like that 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 Jesus and the disciples and the prophets and the apostles did um, 
dealing with the paranormal, dealing with the supernatural even. And it was something that was very normal to them. So even though I use that term Christian mystic, it it, it is very much in my head a what all Christians <laughs> probably were at one point. The early Christians definitely referred to themselves as mysticals and as mystics, and they were in this mystical union with God. And it was through meditation and contemplation and things like that. So you know, the Christian part is I'm a devout follower of Christ and my my walk with with God, you know, came through the person of Jesus. And I'm very outspoken and it's very much a part of my life. But then I think the mystic side also gives me like a, a way out or a caveat to peer into some of the things that people would say that, hey, that's not Christian. You can't look into those things or you can't study that or talk about that. Well, that's the mystic side. I'm a mystic as well, you know, so you know, one in the same, the, the Christian mystic, I think, uh, it's just, it's just the, uh, invitation into exploration of the unknown, which is what, you know, what Christianity is, is this mystical union w- with Christ and this exploration of it. And so, mm-hmm. um, even though it sounds deep, I- I'm very much, you know, um, fundamental in, in my beliefs in, in Christ. But I think that is something that the early church had and and the people of the Bible um, in, encountered early on. I think they would refer to themselves as something similar. All right. Well, you have a podcast. It's also called Truth Seeker, right? It's named after you. Mm-hmm. And you talk about all kinds of things like aliens, UFOs, angels, astral projection, and more, right? Oh, yeah. Can you, yeah, we, we cover it all. Can you give me some anecdotes from some of the guests that have shocked you or surprised you the most? Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I, you know, one, 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 one comes to mind. You know, is this? I was talking to this little little old lady about um, astral projection and um, and and leaving her body and traveling at night and things like that. That that she was sharing her story. I believe she had a book and everything, but. One of the things that that really shocked me even to this day is like you can see my face just even in on on the episode when she mentions that she's uh she goes and visits the the um Octarians I think it was mm-hmm. uh, the Octarian beings and and how she was in a romantic relationship um with one of the um commanders of of, a, of this fleet you know and in the spirit world and how they're like Things are getting serious between them and, and um, you know, maybe they'll have kids one day and not all of this, this whole nother life that exists or whatever. And even as my face, you can see, oh, wow, I wasn't ready for that. Mm-hmm. But her face lit up like a little kid when she told me of like, uh, uh, you know, uh, your first girlfriend or, well, I've been dating someone, you know, mm-hmm. and so that one threw me for a loop when I heard it. And and just her connection to it and how much she owned it. And I'm I'm really intrigued by the psychology behind it as well. Like, you know, is this real? I got to give you the benefit of the doubt. I can't, you know, just say that I think you're making it up or I think it could be trauma, which, hey, I I walk in those realms, too. I'm, I'm a seeker. Mm-hmm. But um, that's one that that really threw me for a loop when I heard it for the first time. And how old is she? She was approaching her 80s, if not in her 80s. Yeah. Wow. That's interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That would be really interesting. Yeah. I was checking out your website 
and I wanted to know if you can tell us about the diversity and workings of angels, demons, and spirits and their interactions in our lives. Hmm. Yeah. So, um, essentially, that's the uh, the object of my book. So, the object of the book, Spirit Realm, Angels, Demons, Spirits, and the Sovereignty of God, That that part is really what ties it all together is that, you know, I believe that they all have different jobs and functions, uh, just like we have jobs and functions and there's levels of existence that we um, vibrate on and, and they do as well. So um, again, I, I think they have, they have jobs. I think that the word angel um, from a biblical perspective, it simply means messenger. Mm-hmm. Um, so in, I guess in our, our Western thinking, we like to think that angels and demons are two different types of beings. Angels are good demons are bad um but i think that the angels carry messages with them and and there's there's biblical examples of them coming from heaven with a message to deliver and and they've uh had a journey that they had to take and it was so many days before that they can come and and, uh interact with mankind and, and and actually bring that message to a prophet or to a nation but i think that the demons carry messages as well and some of their messages may be a little bit harder, a little bit more harsh, um, usually dealing with uh, testing and trial and, and things we would call sins and stuff like that. Things that you open yourself up to energetically that that aren't good for you. Um, transgressions and, and, and things, things that go against your greater good, I would say. So I think that they um, they're, they're almost teachers. That they're, they're here to teach lessons. And if you align with them uh, energetically by participating in deeds and acts upon the earth that align with their energetic levels, right? Angels definitely being something of higher vibrational frequencies and, and good acts and alms and helping people and doing good deeds and like prayer and those beautiful things to assist humanity and help people versus what we would call demonic, which would be lower nature, uh, lower energy type stuff. And so whenever you're doing those type of deeds on, on that scale of polarity, you're aligning with those type of beings energetically on the other side as well. So they, they become attracted to you, but they bring lessons. They bring lessons. And, and usually the, the lesson would be something as simple as, Hey, you know, if you don't want to see me again, change your life, get your life right, quit lying to people, quit stealing, quit cheating, quit manipulating people. Because when you do, you open yourself up to a visit from me. And so um, I think that they they can only approach you at those levels, but but they're teachers and we learn from them. So for me, my childhood and my past, I, I felt like I was a victim of, of such beings and such things that were, were in my life. But uh, everything's come full circle and I'm able to look back on the trials and tribulations and the things that I went to went through as an adolescent and some of the consequences of, of my actions. And, and, I'm, and I'm thankful that I was able to go through that and I was able to make it out, but I was able to learn from it as well. So from being a victim of such demons and such entities, now uh, my prayer life and just my adoration, I, I, I'm thankful that they were there to uh, to correct me and to, uh, you know, if I touched the fire, it burned and it was hot and I had to learn not to touch it again. Or, or if I did, I would get burned. So 
the, the, the two different polarities. But then within that, there's so many more types of beings that exist on the other realms as well. So are you saying that if you that you have been in direct contact with demons? Oh yeah, for sure. As angels yeah. as well? Mm-hmm. Yep. Hmm. Angels and demons. Started off with demons, you know, maybe um the, the four year old encounter could have been some type of of, of encounter. I, you know, it's hard to say for sure what it was, but later on in life again of of that interaction opening up doors for me to be interested in that stuff. I ended up getting into the occult. I ended up getting into witchcraft and things like that on the darker side of it as an adolescence, as a, a misguided youth and was into gang activity and drug use and drinking and things like that. Anywhere from, I guess, piqued my interest anywhere from like 11 to uh, 16 or so. And I ended up getting into that and uh, mixing seance rituals and trying to communicate with demons and stuff like that, mixing it with that type of lifestyle and um, bit off more than I can chew. I ended up doing a lot of rituals and stuff like that, trying to open up portals and like none of them worked until they all kind of worked at the same time. And um, I, I just would have episodes when I was 15 and uh, I'd be pulled in and out of trances Um at their will, I couldn't turn it off and on. Um, my health started to deteriorate. I was coughing up blood every day and um, got really sick, started getting paranoid. But they would pull me in these trances and I would turn pale. My my skin would turn white. Uh, my heart would start racing and I couldn't breathe. And I would just stare into the void and I'd be mid conversation with with my girlfriend. Mm. And, um, and I would see spirits and I would see uh, colors and shapes and just ghosts and faces. And they're all like trying to talk to you at once. And I can't make anything out. There's they're speaking in different languages. And then finally I would catch my breath and I would come back to my body, but I, I would be crying. It was like something out of a horror movie. And so I couldn't turn it off or on. And it would just be at their will pulling me into these portals and trances. And I started going crazy at, at 15. Um, I couldn't go anywhere. I couldn't look people in the eyes. I had a heightened sense of um, ESP, knowing what people were thinking and just fear and and uh, having these voices speaking to me and shadows running through my house at night. So I opened up the door early on again as a, as a teenager, mixing it with, again, drug use and, um, you know, robbing people and breaking into houses and we would do all the witchcraft books and I had a huge collection. I probably had 40 at the time, but we stole all of them. We stole all the books from the witchcraft stores. And here we are trying to do portals to talk to demons. So you get to kind of greet the beings that you've been entertaining, like I said, on the other side. And so for me, it was, it wasn't good. Do you think that you came in contact with these beings more due to your actions or due to the drug use, lowering your energy? Uh, I think it was more the actions for sure. Hmm. Yeah. And uh, I wasn't a good person. You know, I was a misguided teen and, and uh, breaking into houses and, and, you know, robbing people and just energetically waking up with that mindset of, of how I can do evil you know, and how I can hurt people and how I can, you know, a lot of the, the, my mind was programmed that way. Mm -hmm. um, and so I had to, I've come a long way, but I definitely think that, that, um, that had a lot to do with it. 
and you know it's it's a combination it's a concoction of, of of all of it you know of opening up yourself to any any spirits that are around literally th- those were my prayers like doing all of like trying to conjure stuff out of the satanic bible trying to conjure stuff out of the necronomicon and none of them really working and uh finding all kinds of other you know wiccan books and things like that and i did them all until again something something worked but um yeah i don't think that the the drug use helped but when i say drug use for me it was just you know pot or whatever you know i was smoking pot but at a um early age like that on a developing mind yeah. wasn't good at all and doing it every day and stuff like that so i i do think that you can open portals as well just through um using you know pharmaceuticals or, or or whatever so i think that there is a lot of spirits that are attached to wine and spirits you know and alcohol and things like that too so how did you turn it around a few years before that and this is kind of what i guess piqued my interest to really be really deep into the occult is that a few years before that i i, I was a christian and um i ended up going to a, a prayer meeting with a a friend of mine who was kind of like an older brother type. We were, we moved in with him and his dad and he would take me to play basketball and all that kind of stuff and hang out with me and take me swimming. But he would always invite me to go to church and I never wanted to go to church because I was into the dark stuff. And so um, he invited me to go to a prayer meeting. I was like, well, if I'm not trying to go to church, I'm not trying to go to a prayer meeting, you know? And so he's like, he would always invite me. But one time he asked me, I turned him down. He said, listen, uh, at this prayer meeting, there's going to be a prophet there. A prophet's going to be there. I was like, what's the, what's that? What's a prophet? He said, well, prophet's kind of like a Christian psychic. I was like, oh, wow. Yeah. I'm, I'm into the paranormal. I'm into the dark arts. Yeah, let's do it. And so I ended up going to this prayer meeting back in 1998, September, um, 1998. And it, in, in that it was in a small apartment and there were people, praying there was like beautiful worship music on and um like there was a lot of people there but everybody was in a different world like they had their eyes closed and hands raised and they were singing but they looked like they were somewhere else they looked like they were in a a trance or whatever some of them were crying while they were singing it was just a really beautiful peaceful spirit in in that apartment and so one of the guys came up and um sat down on the couch next to me and said, Hey, Derek, would you like to uh, ask Jesus to forgive you of your sins? And I said, yeah, like, I don't want him not to forgive me, you know, even though I'm into some pretty dark stuff, I've done things that I've nobody knows about, but yeah, I'd, I'd love for him to forgive me. So, okay, let me, uh, let me get you to pray this prayer, pray this prayer with me. So he led me in, you know, what we call the sinner's prayer, just asking Jesus to come into my life and forgive me of all my sins and acknowledging the work that he did on the cross and that. And so, I prayed that and I meant it. And when I did like this fire came within my whole body and began to like go throughout my entire body and cleanse my soul. And I literally got hot and started burning and was crying. And I felt like that fire was like burning out all the wrong that I had ever done. All the times I've ever cheated, lied, stole. It doesn't matter what it was. The things that nobody knows that I've done it like, it cleansed all of that. And I was just started weeping and this energy was, I was shaken tremendously. And, 
they call that the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And upon profession, I'm just asking Christ to, to forgive me. I, I had that encounter. And so the Christian experience only lasted for a couple months because I was in, in a town where I didn't really know many people. Um, and so all we did was go to church and all we did was go to those prayer meetings. But that kind of that happened like every prayer meeting and every church service. And it was like really um, addictive because it felt good. It was a beautiful euphoria and cleansing that, man, it was so good. It was better than any drug, you know? So getting into that, into falling away and getting deeper into the occult, meeting a warlock. And now I'm in this place, you know, three years later um, where I'm going schizophrenic, hearing voices being pulled in, in and out of trances. Um, I remembered the peace that I had um, just a few years before. I remember that peaceful spirit and, and the love of God and um, having my sanity and and all of that. And I longed for it, but it seemed so far away. And uh, um, I would flip through television and it would land on TBN and I would see Benny Hinn praying for people and people crying. I was like, man, that's real. And they're like, man, turn that off. That ain't real. And they're smoking joints and stuff like that. I'm like, no, man, it's real. And, and part of me like longed for that peace that I used to have. And then nobody over at my house knew, you know, that I that that's what I was into. And that's I've encountered that. So I know it's real. And so when I, when things got really bad, um, I ended up telling my girlfriend, I said, hey, I need I had a bad episode. I was like, I need you to pray with me. I can't go on like this. I'm going insane. And so I need to get my life back right with God and uh, just pray for me that I'll, I'll be healed and, and have a good night's rest. And so she prayed for me, um, not really believing in God, but she said a prayer because I asked her to. And I, I woke up the next morning feeling a lot better. And so ended up uh, throwing away all of any like witchcraft and occult paraphernalia and idols and statues and a lot of the books and CDs and stuff like that. Posters. I just started throwing everything away. And so my girlfriend's just like, what are you doing? What are you doing? I said, I got to get my life back right. Well, God, I got to, like, I'm being tormented by demons, man. I got to, I got to, you know, something's got to give. And she was crying and freaking out. I'm throwing everything away. And um, she said, uh, you know, I can't, I don't believe in God. And I was like, well, you know, if you don't want to make this transition with me, you can move back in with your family and, uh, and, whatever, but I have to, I have to get my life back. Right. And, uh, I told her, I said, listen, if you can believe in God first, you know, let's give it one week. And if our lives isn't 100% better, I'll go back to following whatever God or Satan, you, whatever, I don't care. Give it one week. She says, well, how, how can I believe in Jesus? I don't believe in him. I said, listen, if you believed in fairies and angels and imps and the goddesses of the moon and I, listen, you can believe in him for a week. And literally we gave it a week. And um, next day I called um, all the churches in the phone book. You know, I went to the yellow pages in the phone book and I, was, I called and was like, Hey, I'm, I think I got demons. I need help. I need, I need to pray with somebody. And I called like 15 churches and one church called me back mm-hmm. and the pastor ended up coming over to our house and praying with us and picking us up and bringing us back to, uh, bringing us to church and Bible studies and stuff like that. And it was such a long, hard road, even though there was an instant like healing and a, and a lot of stuff changed instantly for me, just, you know, being programmed and being in and out of that realm. Cause that stuff didn't want to let me go, but that was September 7th of, of 2000 that I made that commitment to, uh, to put all that stuff behind me and, 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 and give my life a hundred percent to, to Christ. Mm. 
All right, that's great. In your book, you speak about the different realms of heaven. Can you tell us about that? I don't have too much information about the realms of heaven as far as different ones. Um, but from my encounters and what I believe, I believe that heaven is a place that exists beyond the stars, like that is a physical place, and that the angels travel back and forth from heaven to earth. And so well, a lot of the, the stuff I talk about, where if I talk about UFOs or just lights in the heavens or lights in the sky, or I'm talking about angels that travel back and forth. One of the the interesting things is just like I was in um, this <laughs> demonic realm, if you will, where that veil was very thin for me. And, um, and I would see demons and see all of this bad stuff and it would pull me in and try to communicate with me and all that for like, that's real. And, and the other side exists as well. Like there's a realm of heaven that you can live in where the angels are communicating that you're having synchronicities that happen, but they're good. They're beautiful. Like back then it was like ne- synchronicities were real, but they were negative. They were like, you're going to die tomorrow. And there's all these signs pointing like crazy stuff that goes on in your head because that you're, you've opened yourself up to, you know, the realm of the, the, uh, the demons or the demonic. So not a lot of people know that that, that exists. And because uh, we talk about synchronicities and usually it's beautiful signs and, you know, the creator letting you know that you're on the right path and all of these kind of things. But obviously there's a, there's a realm that exists that everything that, that is, happening for the good there's negative entities and energies and synchronicities um that you know that that can communicate with you and use the same means but the messages are different you know are you a christian minister at this point depends on who you ask but uh i would say yes i say yeah i'm a i'm a minister um i'm i'm undercover in a sense you know, it's uh, the, the people that I surround myself with, the people that um, m- most of, you know, they wouldn't go to church. You know, I have I go to them and, uh, and and they're my people. You know, they are the the psychics, the mediums, the, you know, the rejects. And um, and, and usually I see that those are the people that that uh, have a, 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 a huge calling on their life for what we would call spiritual gifts that are that are within the Bible. So. My main ministry, I would say, is to reach out to those people and to let them know that, you know, that those gifts are are, are from God and that there's like a, a there's right a right way and a wrong way to to use everything, you know. So those gifts, the Bible says that it, that they come without repentance, and so because you can hear spirits, like there's a way to train your ear to hear the Holy Spirit, if you will. Um, so a lot, I find that a lot of those people were rejected by mainstream Christianity. And so even today, I, I just it was just in my spirit really, really strong today is that the psychics were the uh, prophets that the church forgot about. So there was no room. There was no grid for it. Uh, the pastors, the preachers, they didn't know anything about the, the prophetic of operating or communing with with angels or being pulled into trances and stuff, you know, and and. Um, and obviously, if we read the Bible, th- those were normal occurrences. So I'm a minister in as far as a bridge, right, to let people know that God still loves them and, you know, to, to uh, you know, have that maybe strengthen that relationship with Christ or, or try it out for the first time if they haven't. But also on the other side, there's a huge Christian 
audience that are having these experiences too. And their pastors, they tell their pastors and leaders and they pray against it. They tell them it's all demonic. And that's not the truth either. So I do have the the realm of people who don't know anything about the Bible or anything about Christ or anything like that, that, that I reach out to. And then the other side is the ones that are, you know, looking into ufology or they've they have spirits show up in their room at night and, and they may be grotesque looking, but they're not scared of them. You know, what is it? And, and most ministers don't have a grid for anything like that. Or if they do, it's just all demonic. It's all not of God if we can't find a scripture on it. And for what I bring to the table is that no, like psychic abilities and communi- communing with the dead leaving your body, astral travel, all the stuff that I talk about on my podcast and I interview people about, like that stuff's in the Bible. Nobody ever showed us, you know, where it was. And it doesn't use that terminology. The word psychic isn't in the Bible, right? It uses different vocabulary, uh, but it's definitely the, the same thing of, of hearing voices and communing with disem- disembodied spirits and angels that are uh, coming out of the, the sky, or coming through the fire elementals, if you will. So a lot of the stuff that we've been told was new age or demonic, I think it was and is a, a part of biblical Christianity, if you will. What are elementals? When you have the angels and demons and, and all the other types of spirits that um, exist on, on different planes of existence. So the the elementals would be those that are associated with different um realms of the elements far as earth air fire water spirit or ether and so you have the undines you have the sylphs and the, and the, the different fire beings and the gnomes that are protectors of the earth and some that push and pull the ocean's tide and 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 some that control the, the weather and, and the breeze and things like that so they're different angels in a sense because they they have message they, they have jobs but they have messages as well so there was an encounter in the Bible where um, a guy named uh, Manoah was in prayer and he was in, he was praying and he had a fire lit and this angelic being comes down. Again, when we say angelic, we're just talking about a messenger. It doesn't mean what they look like or, or their names or anything, a being that comes with a message out of the fire. So this thing comes out of the fire and begins to communicate with them and tell them about God and give them a message in these things about the secrets of the universe. It doesn't really go into much detail. And then it goes back into the fire and it leaves. So in a sense, that could have been a notion for a being that manifested itself out of the elements that it uses the fire to project itself or to even travel. There's a lot of information about the angels being made out of fire and being able to, to travel, but there's, there's a lot of nuance to it. And um, again, just showing that there it's not outside of the, the realm of thinking, even from Western Christianity in the new Testament, there's a, they, they actually, there's a word that's used for them in the Greek. It calls them the, um, Stoicheion is the Greek word for elementals. And it talks about that there's beings and it talks about Christ being over the, it says the rudiment elements of the world. And, and the word that's used there is um, Stoicheion. But then when you go back through all of the other traditions, 
that Christianity came up around, they all had this belief in gnomes and, and fairies and, and pixies and, uh, again, angels. I, I, I think that they would be a form of an angelic being because they, they, they carry a message and they have a job to do. And I, 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 don't, I don't think that they're good or bad. I think that they just exist and they, they have jobs and they have, they have tasks to do. Just like the, the what we would call demons. You probably have more UFO podcasts than I do. So can you catch us up to speed of any of the new UFO news that's out there? You know, I haven't. I've kind of disengaged from the UFO news. And there's a lot. You know, there's a lot about, I guess people are itching and waiting on um, their news stations or front page of the paper to say, yes, UFOs are real. We don't know what they are, these kind of things, which, which is happening right now. Mm -hmm. Um, And so everybody's excited. Um, Obviously I've been doing, I've been doing a lot of UFO episodes and those numbers are up. People are um, Googling UFO experiences, UFO encounters. What are they? And people are having their own experiences too. So one of the reasons that I think that I disengage from it because I, I'm a I'm of the I, uh, idea that um, disclosure UFO disclosure is going to come from the sky like that uh, enough people can actually have your own experiences and own encounters that um, you don't need the White House to tell you anything and I'm also of the opinion that if they do whatever the the, the government tells you whatever the White House tells us as official press release. Um, you could probably believe that the opposite is true. So as far as trying to follow their narrative and, and, and what they're privy to, as if they are um, finding out for the first time as we are, like they're pre- like just finding this stuff out and then telling us, um, not at all. I've, I've encountered and I've seen so much stuff in, in the skies by being a stargazer and being one who's just open and looking for it, that if I can go out with the naked eye and see the stuff that I've seen and, and watch videos of, of people who have captured some stuff on camera and NASA hasn't told us anything and they're not seeing anything and, and the government's not telling us what they are, if it's their technology or whatever. So uh, as far as trusting the narrative or, you know, holding on to the edge of our seat, like I guess most people who rely on that for their, their information, I've, I've disengaged from that just because I've been a seeker and I've been, you know, doing the research and reading the books and all of that stuff uh, myself and, and having the experiences. So I think that, again, disclosure comes from from the sky. Like if you if you want to know, like you can actually have those encounters. You can go out and and look for UFOs. And if you stay out there long enough, I'm, I'm convinced that you'll see some. Hmm. Tell us about your UFO experiences. It started um from uh, watching a video. There was a video around 2000 or so. I'm not 2000, uh, 2010, uh, actually earlier than that, but it's a guy named Prophet Yahweh. And that's what he called himself, Prophet Yahweh. Yeah. And so he had a, he contacted the news in Los Angeles and said that he can make UFOs show up on command. And so he goes out to this uh, open field and the news crew comes out there and they film him. And his whole spiel is that he was saying stuff that I was really into at the time, which he said that I can make UFOs appear by using the Hebrew version of the Bible. And so that's what caught, hold on, the Bible, like Hebrew, like I'm, I'm into Hebrew. And so watching the videos and he gets out there and he prays and he calls on the name of God and asks for these 
your angels to show up. So these people won't know that I'm crazy. And remember seeing that video. And then there's little, uh, some type of sphere that just starts coming into focus um, uh, um, in, in the sky. And, and everybody who was there, they caught it on camera and, and they all sounded shocked, all of the, the anchors and, and those guys. And so they were convinced that, that this guy summoned a, uh, a UFO on, on camera. So me seeing that video, that lit something within me. Remember I told you like there's certain things in your life that's like, wow, you know, it, it does something to you. It imparts something. So I, I went out and tried it. It was it was that video in a website that I found by Patrick Cook back in the day, which was BibleUFO.net. And it was like all of these scriptures and Bible stories of possible UFOs and not only possible UFOs, but possible paranormal encounters. So now I'm a scripture guy and now I got proof to like, wow, Job was talking to spirits in the middle of the night in this in this passage we've read over our whole lives and and all these anomalies and he had them all on this one website so watching that video going to that website as a student of the scriptures i was like yeah i'm gonna go out so i started going out and just to see like if it's real i want to see if the if those are the angels i want to i want to see one pass by you know um light up let me see you you know and i talked to god and i said god if they're your angels and they're out there let me let me see and i'd stay out there for hours and and um, I in, ended up seeing stuff, ended up seeing um, lights flying outside of the Earth, Earth's atmosphere that looked like little pieces of rice that would just fly really fast. And then it would stop on a dime. And like, OK, that that thing just paused. It was it was like a shooting star that just paused in, in place. And I would see I would see what looked like to be stars start to twinkle like if you look at a star that's twinkling it starts like changing colors and some of the planets and things like that serious and stuff like but they would start pulsating and, and get bigger and bigger and bigger and eventually some a light would come out of the star and start flying and all of this stuff is happening in, in front of my eyes and and that was little stuff but then i started to see fleets of like 70 or 80 craft just out of nowhere just come into focus and all of these lights just appear and so i was seeing all kind of weird anomaly that would show up on command at night and that like it changed everything for me it was just like you know it it was a huge thing of this like we're going to try it but then this is real and then it started happening during the day so at night it's really hard to, to tell what you're looking at you know it really looks just like lights in the sky but during the day you could see you could see the shape of, of things and i would have fleets that would show up during the day of 70 or 80 uh what i would call ufos i didn't know what they were but they looked like black bars in the sky and they were completely still and i was asking for sightings all day like i'm in communion with god and i'm praying and asking to see something and, and i drove for a living i'm looking up while i'm driving well let me see something kind of in communion all day i drove for a living I remember one day of, of uh, stopping at a rest area and doing a meditation to try to connect and, and a prayer. And um, I heard a loud sonic boom in the middle of this meditation. It scared me. I jumped out of it and didn't know what it was. So started driving back to my, my home over the uh, Mobile Bay Bridge, essentially, and 
in the sky again these bars appeared these it was uh 780 black bars and then they would turn and they would turn in the lights and then they would keep turning and they'd disappear so it was like they were cloaking but then they would but i believe they're angels they would show their glory really bright and then they would cloak so it was like they would cloak and then they would uncloak and you couldn't see them it would be all, they would all be there and they would turn and they'd be gone and then they'd all turn again and you'd see them and just having encounters like that and and it just continued to happen um you know i was addicted to it i wanted to know more wanted to study and and you know listening to podcasts and and um putting it in my music, you know, as a, as an artist and a psalmist, you know, it's like you write about what you're going through. And so that's what I was experiencing. I always wrote about my Christian walk and my spirituality. I started out as a, a Christian rapper. And, um, but then eventually I'm rapping about the angels. I'm rapping about them going into stars and coming out of other stars and the cherubim and the seraphim. And, and now my vocabulary gets bigger as I'm doing more research. And now that we're talking ufology and I'm opening up to all these new realms. So now I'm not just a, a Christian rapper that just raps about Bible stories or spiritual warfare. Now I'm talking about interacting and the feelings that you get when you see an angel and it used to be all the feelings you get when you saw a demon, because I, that's where I came from. And, and most Christians are, you know, they're familiar with, with the, the realm of the demonic and they don't know anything about angels. And when you start and and they're okay with demon talk. Yeah, those you better be careful. Don't celebrate Halloween. Don't mm-hmm. be careful. But when you start talking about the angels, many religious people, ah, uh, you know, that's stuff of fairy tales. Like you believe in demons and you believe my story about that, but now we're talking about angels. Now why? You know, and and if there's a a majority, it was only a third of angels that were kicked out of heaven that became fallen angels or or demons, if you will. Only a third. So that means there's a lot more regular good angels that exist that if we should be seeing some type of angelic beings then why are we seeing more demons than we are angels so um that a lot of that stuff got me in trouble you know because i put it in my music and i'm learning new things in the bible that we didn't know were there astrology in the bible the zodiacs in the bible divination in the bible like so many things that we were taught were demonic or frowned upon that that just became new to me, you know, and that's what essentially my podcast and everything that I bring to the table is really just being that bridge there. It sounds like that sometimes you're calling UFOs angels. Are they the same or are you seeing crafts and angelic beings or, or what do you mean by that? Yeah, I, I do think that, that they're the same. I think that, um, what we would call angels, if they, um, traveled here with advanced tech technology or what we would call aliens and they show up with advanced technology even spiritual technology that we would call them angels or gods even um, sometimes that word is even inter- interchanged in, in the bible the word gods um, for angels or for messengers and so from you know the, the different things that i've that i've seen it's, it's really hard to say the, the things that when I'm referring to an angel, for the most part, it is a being 
and not a nuts and bolts UFO or a craft with with other smaller beings, if you will, occupying them. Um, but I'm, I'm, that's not outside of the realm of thinking um, that they exist somewhere physically, right? If I believe that heaven heaven is a, a place, I, I just don't believe that. Um, I don't. I, I'm not sure if there's matter in in heaven, right? I think that is is based off of energy. And uh, the Bible and the book of Enoch and, and other books talk about how the angels are made out of fire, that God is a consuming fire. And they, that's how they travel. They turn themselves into fire when they travel. But as they will, they can turn themselves into men or in humanoid form, if you will. So what, what I've seen mostly, I, I don't think are nuts and bolts, UFOs, as if we will, that, that even could be military or, or could be back engineered technology that we have. But again, I don't think it's so far outside of the realm of thinking because there's there's many different types and diversities of angels, right? You could have those beings that are made out of fire and also have the beings that come here and govern nations and actually reside and are watching over humanity as physical beings. So like I've seen I've seen it all. You know, I have seen what we would call um, cigar shaped craft that are there during the day um, that look like, you know, a silver cigar. And but, you know, for, for the most part, I think that a lot of these are, are actual entities, if you will, that are traveling. And it, it gets into some really interesting stuff because they, they even talk about how the the cherubim. And, and those beings that that it's referred to that as some of these craft, as we would call it, are actually living organisms, but they do have occupants as well. So that's why you see other crafts come out of it. We don't know if it, even if it's a portal, because there's I mean, it seems that we hear so many stories and, I, and I've seen so much stuff is that like the lights that show up and other things come out of it. So is that a UFO? Is that an angel? Or is that a portal that appears or even travels? Like they can send or project the portal and then the ships or the beings come out of. So there's so much to be said. And it's in a, a lot of this is slippery, you know, to be able to, to put our fingers on it and say exactly what these things are, what we're seeing. Um, I, I go back to, you know, to the earlier works. And for me, it's the Bible, but also the Bhagavad Gita and the Quran and, and, you know, many, many other holy sacred texts. And um, even the native Americans that believed in the star people, their ancestors that, that, that came down. So um, most, most people in, in Christendom would, would call these demons um, across the board in, in Christianity. And that's why, that's why I'm outspoken about this stuff too, is because, um, they think that aliens are demons. And so you 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 won't meet many Christians um, who would say that they're that they're angels. They believe that they're fallen angels that occupy you know the, the sky with uh, technology, if you will, or or spacecraft. But my rebuttal to that is that the 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 fallen angels fell. They were actually kicked out of heaven. They're not allowed back into the heavens. And actually, in Hebrew, the word for sky is the same word for heavens. It says, behold, I looked up into the heavens or I cast my gaze into heaven. It's talking about the sky. And so 
they they were kicked out of that that place. So that where the angels do fly around and they occupy the heavens above us, fallen angels fell. They they're not able to ascend back into the heavens. So I don't think that they are occupying craft and flying around, governing and trying to abduct people. Now, the fallen angels or the spirits of, of the fallen angels are here with us in this realm. They're here with the, they're on the earth. They're not off world traveling back and forth abduct you know demons aren't flying from planet to planet um taking people and doing experiments on them and stuff like that so when i'm talking about ufos and aliens for me it is interchangeable because you have the different rankings you have the different types just like in ufology there's many different types of beings and types of of um civilizations if you will so uh, for me it's a, it's the same thing when i'm when i'm i i use it um in my music and in my writing it's interchangeable for me because i'm talking about the same thing so i may say a craft or i may say a ship or i could say an angel seraphim fire in the sky light in the sky follow the lights from above those kind of things I saw on your website that you're having a retreat in the Congo. Is that something that's going down in Africa? No. <laughs> and so I'm doing a retreat in Mobile, Alabama mm-hmm. with another esoteric spiritual hip hop artist and spiritual teacher uh, by the name of Illuminati Congo. Mm-hmm. It's his name. So he's going to be co-hosting the event with me. And uh, coming down. So we've done a lot of work over the years in, in music. And actually, um, I got into breath work um, early on because of his work. He would, uh, we would do virtual retreats, if you will, or, or seminars, webinars. I don't know what you would call it, but we get a, a group of people and we'd, we'd have them in on. Zoom didn't exist, but we'd use Skype back in 2009 and 10, you know? And so, um, yeah, he's he's gonna he's gonna be coming down, and be, we're gonna be doing breath work and Kundalini yoga, and going out to the fields and stargazing and doing a CE five to see if we can pray and we can ask for a sighting. And the last couple of times we've done it, as long as the, the the sky is clear and we do it around a new moon, so we can actually see. We've been seeing some really cool stuff, and we've been doing this these retreats uh, quarterly. So it's awesome to be able to connect with people who listen to the podcast and who follow my work in the flesh and come out to a retreat and spend the night and go out into nature and do all this spiritual practice. And then after everything's done, we hit the fields and go out there and stargaze and see if we can see something. Now, you mentioned your book earlier. What is the title of it again and where can we find it? Uh, The book is Spirit Realm. Angels, Demons, Spirits, and the Sovereignty of God, uh, forward by Jordan Maxwell. And it's pretty much in all the retail outlets, but uh, you can go to Amazon to get it. If, if you get your books from Barnes & Noble or, or Walmart or Target, any place like that, they have them. But um, Amazon is the, the best place I like to send people. All right. And you're also a hip-hop artist, right? Yes. Would you say that you're the themes of your music are more about Christian mysticism or about all kinds of stuff, like what your podcast is. It's both, you know, and so in a sense, a lot of that is part of my Christian mysticism. Um, but, it, but again, the cool thing about it is I get to use a lot. I, 
I don't shy away from the terminology. I like to learn new terminology as well um, that I can use. Obviously, if we would say Christian mysticism, but then we're talking about astral projection. Well, hey, that's not in the Bible. Well, spirit travels in the Bible and actually leaving your body and traveling to heaven in the spirit realm or having an encounter that's so real that you don't know that you took your body with you. The Apostle Paul talks about that. And so we would call that astral projection or remote viewing. And so I, you know, being a hip hop artist and needing words and terminologies and analogies, it it really opens up for a lot for me to be able to talk about that stuff. So um, I talk about it all. I talk about it all. But it is from a a place of me being a Christian mystic, I'd say. If we want to check out your music, where can we find it? Again, all the, the streaming platforms, Spotify, um, iTunes, and YouTube music, all those places. But all, all of my stuff is linked at my website, truthseeker.com. And mm-hmm. my latest album is entitled White Magic. And it just came out on the 6th of October. And it's uh, it's streaming on my website as well. So you can check it out there. That's great. Upon hearing this podcast, people may want to reach out to you and ask questions. Are you open to that? And if so, where can they find you? Yes, they can go to my website, truthseeker.com and send an email or they can catch me on a live stream. I do my podcast live stream. So I usually host those every Tuesday and Thursday, 10 a.m. Central and sometimes on Wednesday nights. But I pay attention to the chat. So Sometimes we just do a live Q&A where I just get on there and just answer questions. And those have been fun. So whether it's through the website or just catching me on a live stream. Your live stream is on YouTube live? Yes. All right. Yes, I'm on my YouTube channel. Mm -hmm. Have you ever had Prophet Yahweh as a guest? Uh, Sadly, he passed away um, right after I started dabbling in podcasting or radio shows on blog talk radio back in the day so yeah he's no longer with us hmm, i didn't know that i feel like i'm still getting emails from him or mm-hmm. does somebody running does that sound right and is if so is somebody well, running his i think there was a website different name. or something i think there was somebody who looks similar with a different name i mean i'm sorry who looks similar with the same name uh-huh. another prophet yahweh that was a different person so I don't know if it's a family member. I don't know. But it, but Raymond Watkins was his name, and I believe he's he's passed on. What inspires you to keep doing your podcast? Remembering why I started is the, the big go-to thing I found in, uh, you know, consistency is key. Not trying to change it up. If you got something that's working, don't change it. Um, you can experiment a little bit and, and add some stuff, but I feel like, you know, if it's not broken, don't fix it. So um, remembering why I got started is is huge because sometimes you get tired. Sometimes you get bored, those things. And um, but usually when, when I do it, it, you know, I'm, I'm I do a podcast or I have a guest that I really enjoy. You know, I'm at I'm at like over 450 episodes. And so, um, you know, how many psychics can you talk to? But I, I just find it beautiful that I, I ask you know, I ask the same questions and I just get different people's response and get their take. And uh, I, I I try to keep it fresh. It's funny, too, because a lot of people message me and like trying to like, you know, think I'm looking like I really want to know the question. Like, 
you know, hey, can you tell me a little bit about astral projection? Like, I'll ask them a question as somebody who's interviewing, but they're like, hey, man, why do you want to know about that? I can tell you everything. Listen, it's what I do. I ask questions. It doesn't mean that, like, I'm trying to study. I, I connect with the guest and, um, you know, find out what, what they're into. And, and everybody has a piece of the puzzle, you know, and, and, and getting a new piece of that puzzle from somebody that you didn't think you would get it from. That helps, too, you know, after, you know, doing a, an episode and just really connecting with people that that that's what that's what keeps me going too. like i really enjoy that you know i get a, i get a lot of feedback from from listeners whether it's is the podcast or the music um of you know just transformation that they're they're going through just for, for just being a voice and really just i haven't done anything special but but had a a conversation that many in my circle refuse to have and i mean that from the christian realm to be able to just sit down and talk with people and hear them out. It doesn't mean that I believe in them. It doesn't mean that I believe that the lady was in a relationship with the Palladian, Nocturian beings. I don't know. I don't know. But it's the fact that I sat down and, and we had a conversation. And it doesn't matter what I believe. It matters what the people listening believe. And so it's up, up to you. Now you know after the conversation what they believe. And so... um. I, I do like connecting with people, but you get some gems, man. You get some really good people that you connect with and you meet some cool people. And um, I, I, that keeps me going for sure. That's great. All right. Well, you've got the retreat. You've got your music. You've got your book. You've got your podcast. Is there anything else that you've got going on that you want us to know about? I wear so many hats, you know, so many different um, ways that I try to articulate I would say the same information, the same truths and what I believe and what I think can inspire and help people. So I'm always looking for new ways to, to get the information out. So I've been doing guided meditations and stuff. So we do, uh, I got some recorded guided meditations that have like voice actors and sound effects and actually take you on like a really deep immersive journey. So I've been working on those a lot lately and um, a lot of different affirmations and stuff like that. But uh, everything you got to dig sometimes, but it's all, it's all on my website. So again, if it ain't broke, broken, don't fix it. Just keep doing what's working, you know, mm-hmm. staying consistent, putting out more books, doing more podcasts, doing more music and, and um, more interviews and speaking engagements and all that. So, all right. Well, before we finish up, can you leave us with one last positive message? Everything's working in your favor, that things are going to get better that the things that you thought that were designed to kill you or to take you out are going to be the things that actually have some significance in your life to bring you joy. And that what the enemy meant for harm, what you thought you lost, is going to be added back unto you, that God will turn around and use it for your good. All the bad things you went through, all the doubts, all the worries, all the trouble, everything is working in your favor. There's a word that I like to leave to you. It's called pronoia, and it's the opposite of paranoia. Paranoia is what I experienced years ago. The demons were out to get me. The universe is out to get me. God is out to get me. My family is out to get me. It's the opposite of that. It's knowing that God and the universe and everything under that umbrella, which is everything, it is the angels, it is the demons, it is all of the beings that are working to bring about 
something good for you to experience in life. And so just know that that there is a creator that is behind all of this and an infinite intelligence, whatever name you want to put on it, that uh, that is personal. And so that for me is the most encouraging thing that that helps me, that encourages me every day and I need it. And so I like to to leave people with that, to, you know, seek out that relationship, seek out that that prayer, that asking, that knowing to to spend with the creator of of the cosmos, all the realms. He is the creator of them all. Well, thank you for that message. And Truth Seeker, thank you so much for being my guest. I really appreciate you and I wish you the best. Thank you, Jeffrey. Appreciate you for having me, man. All right. You take care. Many blessings. Thanks for watching the Jeff Mara podcast. I really appreciate you. Another way to show support is through YouTube memberships. And if you do, there are loyalty badges and other perks depending on your level of membership. All you need to do is click the join button underneath the video to find out more. Thank you for your support.